shop to here and I and a raindrop landed on my head and I almost went home that's why I live in this city so that this hair stays a fucking great <laughs> zero raindrops hey there's an awesome lineup of comics in back especially awesome this week I'm really excited about everybody that's on the show let's clap for them they can hear you they are over there you don't have to look yeah, there's a curtain and then a wall. I mean, I don't know what's going on with your face in terms of how great your eyes are. I'm nearsighted, but also I don't... What? Close that door. Also, I know whose laugh that was. And I bet some of you do, too. Hey, I got a co-host on the show. She's Rhea Butcher. Let's hear it for Rhea. She's going to come out right now. Hello. Did you hear that cackle? I did, yeah, I heard that cackle. Yeah, like a t- that's like a trademarked cackle. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah, I heard the TM come out. Yeah, it's at the end. You gotta, you gotta put the old arse. <laughs> TM. Arse, the old... It's more like... <laughs> yeah, we, you'll see TM. You'll hear it. Uh, you'll hear it later. Um, guys, what a great... How, you look great. Oh, you thanks. wore your jean jacket tonight. I did you wear said, the jean jacket. You said, can I wear jacket. mine because you're not wearing yours? I said, no problem. No problem. There's Rhea's jean jacket. You guys probably not seen it as much. Because usually... We have a family jacket. rule. Oh, well, by the way, obviously we're hilarious uh, comics, and of course you have eyes in your face. We're lesbians as well, and we're gonna marry each other. We're fiancés of each other. These two. I'm gonna marry Rhea. Yeah, we're gonna tie our jean jacket arms together. Yeah, that is how you get married, like that, and then they do. Brrr, yeah. Yep, like a and then we sort of a pagan step on thing. Shell. I don't know. I, I thought you were gonna, no. It should be like a it hot. Should, yeah, that was too close. Yeah. Um, carburetor. That would be really hard to break with your foot. But you know how steel bottomed my boots are. <laughs> Maybe at our wedding, I'm wearing my steel bottomed boots. Oh, your steel bottoms. Why are we always wearing boots with steel tops? But ain't no boots with steel bottoms. I say to you, have fun with that. <laughs> I mean, I know they'd be heavy, but, like, you never step on even one cricket that you had to feel. <laughs> that is your biggest concern? Yes. For, for pitching steel-bottom boots. Yeah. I'm constantly walking on crickets. <laughs> Just the other day, there was a dead one in our closet. I know, and you flipped out. Because the fact that it was dead meant that there could be other ones around that might be alive. And that were I... having a funeral for it? Is that... <laughs> <laughs> All these yeah. crickets and tuxes. Oh shit! But they're pl- they're like doing like, <laughs> 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 but like New Orleans style. 
Um, it was... I Bugs are disgusting, and I hate them, so there was a little one. Bugs and are great. And I almost moved out. I know. You almost left me. You're like, ah, crack it! And then I came in, there's just a shape of you in the wall. Yeah. And then a big <laughs> dust cloud. And then I served you a bunch of Kool-Aid. Yeah, you did. Oh, yeah. That was good. We're, you know what? We canceled our trip together. We did. While we were Because gonna... of the cricket. Yep. Yeah, I said, I gotta, I gotta get out of here for a couple of days. <laughs> no, uh, we were supposed to go to Bonnaroo together. Yeah. I'm going to Bonnaroo. She's going to Bonnaroo. And I'm going to perform in a mud field. Yeah. Better wear those steel bottom <laughs> boots. I hear they're great in mud. <laughs> Imagine you're sinking into quicksand. Slowly. And then somebody's like, throw them a rope! And then, but they can't pull the rope up because your boots are so heavy right. but they're in the quicksand so you can't untie them and then you die yeah <laughs> imagine that imagine yep that's a way you could die definitely there's a lot of ways <laughs> you decide like mid mid sentence to not go down the road of how we could all die no, I was just thinking about my the way I think I'm gonna die, which is how by cricket. A cricket will appear, and I'll stab myself <laughs> with the cricket. Yeah, it'll be so hard to kill myself. With. <laughs> yeah, it will take a real long time. Um, no, I'm really scared that I'm gonna be on a hill in Silver Lake or some such. Where there are heel, heels? Where there That's are, my where, biggest fear. Is wherever there's heels. Right? <laughs> Do not want any part of Yeah, I can't heel. walk in those either. I'm the worst. Actually, you know what's crazy? You can walk in heels? I'm really good at walking. No, no you're not. When we go yes, home, so I'm, I'm making you put on my one pair and you'll show me. I've put them on before. Are you crazy? No, I've never saw it. Well... <laughs> You missed it. Wait, when did you put them on? I was out of the house? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. I was by myself. I came home and I you were just like, your... would you fuck me? I'd fuck... I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so we have some really great comics on this show. If you... <laughs> you know what would have helped her when she was in that hole? What's that? Steel bottom boots. Probably, yes. Because then when he... But it would be hard to get out of the hole. Right, but what if he brought her up? to get her skin off of her. And she was like, bam! You know, problem solved. Sure. Well, you've ruined the plot of... Yep. <laughs> anyway. Oh, of Silence of the Lambs? You think there's people in this audience that don't know the no, plot I'm of just Silence saying, of no, the no, Lambs? No, not that you ruined it for people that haven't seen it. I'm just saying, now, if you watch it, oh. you'll be like, should have had steel-bottom boots. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you mean... You're never so going to be able the, to get away from that I didn't ruin the idea. plot. I ruined the... A person's Concept. ability to suspend their disbelief. Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. This, that's how you would have solved that whole... Yeah. I, do you remember the scene where Anthony Hopkins is just, just like, steel bottom boot? Do you remember that scene? <laughs> yes, I remember it well. It's on the outtakes. Yeah. Blu-ray. Toilet paper. Yeah. Um, anyway, so you wear heels around the house? I don't know. I don't remember. I swear I've put those on before. No, I don't think so, but I. that's what we're doing. All right. I'm going to leave the show and go get them. You'll wear them at the end of the show. No, uh, that's amazing. I'm terrible at walking in heels because I think part of it's mental. I always yeah, just, I think a lot of it is mental. When I put them on my feet, I feel like I'm walking on little pig hooves. 
<laughs> I get it. Because the whole part of my... Because you know how your feet... So wait, in that scenario, are you then wearing pig hooves or have you yourself become a pig? That's a great question. I don't have the that answer for that. now walking by pedal. When pedals. I first saw Miss Piggy, and honestly, full disclosure, I don't know that she has legs. When I first saw Miss Piggy... <laughs> what do you think she has? Like a, like a chair or something that's in front of her. <laughs> you know? No! <laughs> she's like... You know, she's behind something. Because she's a puppet. <laughs> I mean, I do understand that she's a puppet. Yes, that is the one thing I do know. I don't think she's on a chair. Because I've seen her ride a motorcycle. Not so. on a chair, but like, but usually behind a chair. Or something like a table. <laughs> you know how sometimes they don't shoot the bottoms of them. Yes, I do know how they don't shoot the bottoms of them. That's why it's so amazing in whatever that one is when the Kermit rides a bicycle. <laughs> yeah, because everybody was like, holy shit. That also, took them like three years to do that. But also it's really great when Kermit has spurs on, I would add. At the end of the I thought, movie when he's like, I, ching, ching. Yeah, I remember ching, it. And now. it's just like two little... Uh, Pipe cleaners. Yeah, basically. I remember that now, but for a minute before you finished Spurs and before I remembered the scene that you're talking about, I thought you were going to say, and I think it's amazing when, and then I thought the word was going to be sperm. I thought you were going to talk about the scene where Kermit has sperm. What's happening for you right now? I don't know. I was going to be like, I don't even know if they have sperm frogs. Isn't it just two sets of eggs? I don't know. Nobody in here specifically knows that I'm wrong. <laughs> Is there a like, marine it biologist in the house? It doesn't sound right, but nobody specifically knows that I'm wrong. So anyway. <laughs> no, I'm afraid I'm going to be driving on a hill in Silver Lake. <laughs> or some such. Yes. And then my car will try to go up the hill, and then it will not work. And then I will plunge backwards, and the brakes won't work. And then I'll go into the reservoir. That's your biggest fear. <laughs> yeah, because I can't... You know how you can't get out of a car real easy. If you're in... Because you're wearing heels. No, it's steel-bottom boots. Right. What is a car if not a steel-bottom boot? Sure. Yeah. Great point. That's what, that's what the Flintstones is about. It's about them inventing the steel bottom boots. Save their feet. That they can wear in a car. Because <laughs> I just didn't grow up anywhere with elevation, so I don't trust that cars work yeah. against hills. That's very strange. I agree. This theory is disproven constantly. Yeah, every day that you drive. Every day that I drive, and yep. I watch other cars, too, from afar. They make it right up, and they go down the other they way. They go down the other side. Sometimes they stay up there. Yeah. They just Put stop. a little parking brake on, and what the hell? They yeah. stay. But uh, Chalk those tires. I don't believe it. What is that? Chalk those tires. What's the verb you're using? Chalk those tires. <laughs> but what is the verb? Chalk. Chalk? Chalk. Like chalk. Like, like, like. <laughs> well, I'm, like erasers? did for chalk, not... <laughs> We literally have a blackboard right here. Nope. But can 
Didn't you see the dust? I could, yeah. It was very LeBron James. <laughs> what, does he have dust? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I actually... I really don't get it. Oh, he does that before every game. They have talcum powder for their hands because it's like... Oh, he you smacks know, it? it? And then he puts it in his hands and he goes... I didn't even know they had talcum powder, so that's my, part of my biggest problem. <laughs> I thought that was just acrobats, circus performers, gymnasts. What about billiards players? No, I didn't know that either. There you go. <laughs> Chalk. Is that the actual word for that thing with the tires? I not, believe so, yes. not twist? Chalk. <laughs> It's not position. You could also say that. But, but people would say chalk if they were cool like how you are. Yeah, if they dress like me, they'd probably say chalk. <laughs> like a high school dropout. Not, not a high school dropout would say chalk, but you're dressed no, like a high I school dress dropout. like a high school dropout, so someone that... Dri- Never mind. You know a lot about cars, though. I don't know anything about cars. That's one of our biggest mm-hmm. differences. Yes. Biggest Plus, you difference. know about music. And you believe that cars will not fall backwards down hills. I do trust vehicles. Apparently you're great in heels. I'm great in heels. These are our biggest differences. Huge. Yeah, what do you notice is different about us? Um, There's just a slight height difference. I'm taller. Yes. Yeah, I'm a little bit shorter than you. And what else? Um, You're better at wearing vests than I am. I can't pull off a vest. That's not necessarily proven. You've never worn one. That's why I don't wear them. Because mm, it's going to be a bad scene? Yeah. It's going to be a terrible vest scene. Well. <laughs> How are we going to get out of this? I don't know. <laughs> I could do my Miss Piggy impression. Do you have a Miss Piggy impression? I do. <clears throat> I'm just trying to get my voice ready for it. What if, if that was the impression? Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> See? It's perfect. I didn't believe it was Miss Piggy because you have legs. Oh, right, yeah. Here, let me stand behind the stool. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I look just like every Muppet. All right, let's hear it. Hey-ya! That was really good. That was pretty good. Was Nobody really good. likes it, you guys. Guys, that's Rhea Butcher. Bye, guys. Usually she says that's Cameron Esposito. But she was, she was so into... You were just getting rid of me. Just as Miss... <laughs> That's Cameron Esposito. Hey! Um, I think we're getting really good at that. We This first comic, you guys, he's a pal of ours. He's a pal of yours. You might know him from his laugh or his amazing podcast, You Made It Weird. Let's hear it right now from Mr. Pete Holmes. Thank you very much. Hello, everybody. Cameron and Rhea were at my... Uh, this isn't a bit. Uh, it's an anecdote. So just pretend this is like Prairie Home Companion and everything will be fine. <laughs> Don't put the uh, premium of comedy on this. Just be like, oh, it's whimsical. <laughs> they were at, I can feel you're not going to do it. Uh, they were at my house, and uh, a bunch of us were there, and we, we smoked, we smoked uh, joints. <laughs> smoked uh, joint cigarettes. <laughs> and uh, we, uh, when I'm high, I don't smoke a lot of pot, because I'm like naturally stupid. 
Do you know what I'm saying? Like, some people can handle it. They smoke it and they, like, follow movies and stuff. You know what I mean? They're like, the Manchurian Candidate is thrilling. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? I have to watch short things. So it was my idea. I was like, let's watch some previews. <laughs> and that, that's just a summary of the movie. It's so economical, you know what I mean? It's like Reader's Digest. You're like, I get the idea, you know what I mean? And you can go around and kind of report that you've seen all these things. <laughs> you know the pressure you have as a human to see everything. So uh, we watched the preview for Howard the Duck, and I was, uh, <laughs> yeah, very... People were eating Cheetos. Somebody was hacky-sacking. That's not true. What I'm saying is we were very stereotypically high. So we're like, let's watch the preview for Howard the Duck. And uh, it doesn't... The duck isn't in it. Somebody says, good, you're still upset about Howard the Duck being so bad. You're like, he doesn't deserve to be in that fucking preview, man. Keep him out. He was a letdown. I only wanted to see the duck. Why the fuck am I watching a preview for a movie called Howard the Duck? He's not in the preview. It's just kind of like, you want to see the duck? Buy a ticket. And you're like, fuck, tease me with more. Like, maybe that's a 2015 thing, because that's like a 1987 movie or something, 88. Anyone know? Mm-hmm. And I, sometimes, one of the reasons I don't like pot, some people, it makes them social, it makes me go inward. And I'm kind of melting into the couch and kind of freaking out that the duck isn't in the preview. And I think I'm the only one. I, like, I feel very alone, and I'm like, they're all laughing, and I'm just freaking out, like, where's the fucking duck? Where's the duck? And Rhea, this is why she's in my heart forever. It's not hard to get in here. This is why she's in. She leaned over and goes, show the duck. <laughs> That's it. That story is over. I consider that a story. Show the Duck. God, I laughed harder than I've ever laughed at Show the Duck. Just that unity, knowing that someone else... They also had this... It was a, we started watching old commercials from the 80s, which I also recommend if you uh, smoke pot. And, and they were... Uh, there was, you're not going to like this either. It's fine. I'll start my set after this. I promise. Hard-hitting material. It was an ad for, uh, for G.I. Joe, and they had a talking G.I. Joe, but it's from the 80s, so it's just, you know, the, it's just a bunch of joints on a piece of plastic, and you're like, it's Flint, and, you're, and kids are like, that's fun, and they can't make it look fun. It's just children, like, soaring it around, like, that's all they have. But these talked, so there's a button on Flint, and you push the button, and it would be like, and it says all these different things, and they push it and it goes, eat lead, Cobra. <laughs> Okay, that's the first one. So again, you have imagine you're high. So you're like, oh, you let it go, okay? It's a 30-second commercial. So then it cuts to another one. It's like Storm Shadow, and he's like, get down, right? Okay, that's fine. <laughs> it cuts back. Listen to the truth. It cut back to Flint. 30-second commercial. He let Cobra a second time. These things were so featureless that in the commercial, it's supposed to make them exciting. Two eat lead cobras. And again, I'm stoned. I'm in, a, I'm in a show the duck sort of mind. So I'm already laughing at two eat lead cobras. Then it cuts to like Cobra Commander, and he's like, curses! Uh, and then it goes, buy them today, available now. And as if it knew exactly what was making me laugh. It cut back as it was fading out. I swear, the fade out on the commercial had already begun in Flint. Eli Cobra, just one last 
three? Three lead cobras? That's a good time. That is one of the funniest things that's ever happened to me. And Rhea got it. You know when you're high and you can't explain anything? You're like, he doesn't say a lot of things. You know what I mean? <laughs> You'd think he'd say more things. <laughs> Only Rhea was like, eat lead cobra? And we just wept and wept and wept. I mean, I'm an easy laugh, though. I look for that. I, I stretch my heart out every morning. People brag about being hard, hard laughs. I don't know, maybe you're one of those people. But there's usually one person in a group of friends that's proud at how hard it is to make them laugh. Usually like big, muscly, little men. You know, big, but little, little men come up to me after shows, and they're proud of this. They're like, you got me. You made me laugh. And I'm a hard laugh. Like a badge of honor. Hard laugh. I'm like, what are you, fucking Dracula? Work on that. Don't end the story there. Oh, it's just how I am. Work on it. Let some sunlight onto your goddamn soul. No, it's barbed wire. Nothing gets in or out. Eat lead cobra. We die. Laugh. We die. Don't back away from we die. It's okay. But laugh. Why do we become these inner critics that are just like scanning for relevance? You hear a joke, scanning for delivery. I laugh every time my dad calls ketchup Irish gravy. I laugh. Every time. Every single time. Because I know we're going to die. It's temperate. Temperate? It's temporal. I tried to say temporal, and I said temperate, which just means nice weather. It's temperate. Wouldn't it be great if I thought temperate meant temporal? I was like, we all die. It's temperate. Well, wouldn't it be even worse if I was, like, your Harvard professor and that's my one blind spot? Like, I'm a genius, and I'm like, that's how wormholes work. They're temperate. I'm not telling them. Uh, I used to have a joke about correcting somebody. I can't remember it. Am I the only person that has a hard time listening to music passively? Music is, like, aggressive to me. Like, if I get in an Uber and they're playing, like, jack jams, I have to be like, please turn that off now. And pe- not everybody's that way. A lot of people just hear music and they're like, yeah, it's fine. Like, we'll be having a meal and I'm like, have you noticed they've played Thriller 12 times? People are like, no, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just living life. You know? Like, what's your problem? And I feel like Woody Allen. And I'm like, like mix it up, shuffle. <laughs> temporal but again I, I only say this maybe the majority of you can't relate to the idea that music imposes itself on me but if there's one of you that I just don't want, I want you to know you're not alone I was in a coffee shop recently and they were playing 311 like a little bit I think no one would, no, would notice they would be like that's the right level what is it 4 <laughs> coffee store 10am put it at like a 4 you know what I'm talking about so it was right here but it's still fucking 311. I had to leave the store. It's not that I'm a music store. I just don't like ding a lot of I'm like, fucking shoot me in the dick a hundred times in the same spot. I don't want to die. I just want to think about something else. But everyone else is just like, hot caramel latte. Like, the only way I can explain this level of neurosis is. Uh, if there was a guy with a ukulele, no music in the store, but he, just the man behind you has a ukulele, and you're like, you'd be like, shut the fuck up, Kyle! 
Like, that would not be fine. But if you record it in a studio and play it through, like, speakers that are everywhere, oh, it's not annoying anymore. Now it's fun. Now it passes the day. Drink a lot. What does 311 mean? They're not making a reference to, like, non-emergency 911, are they? No bet. Be funny to call 311 and ask them what their favorite, like, psychedelic reggae band is. Should have gotten more. Thank you, Rio. I'm just kidding. That was not a good joke. I think it's funny. God, people point up when they point to God, but there's no up. You know what I mean? There's no up. There's no down. That's the same. That's the same as this. We forget. We're like, no, the sky is that. No, the sky's that way too. The sky, listen to me. I hope you're high. The sky is that way too. The sky is that way, too. So I, I want to win an award just so I can go, thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. He's that way. It's also funny because you're also like, God's there. You're also pointing straight to hell. <laughs> you're getting both. Because for me, hell is in the center of the earth. I don't know where you put your hell. Drink a lot of drinks, down, down. Now that I will always be front, down. People had bases and amps, and they were like, this is good. Now that I will always... You don't think it sounds like a fever dream? No, this is good. Some white guy with a high bass. God. Is anyone from 311 here? There's a quality to the laugh that I don't know if they covered in the opening of the show. Like, what do you do? I'm in 311. <laughs> All right, one, uh, one, one joke, and uh, just kind of want to know which joke to do, you know what I mean? My, uh, I think one of the reasons I'm a silly, silly fun boy is... So I, I don't want to look at things uh, the same way. We all like, kind of assume reality is, is one way, and we're like, of course, I eat food. I have to chew it, and then I swallow it, and then I excrete it. <laughs> but like, if, you, if you take any one thing we do and really kind of think about it, it's, it's pretty hilarious. Like, I'll start here. I think sometimes I get scared. We all get scared. And sometimes when I get scared, like, what I like to remind myself is that everybody sleeps, right? Because that... <laughs> that's not scary. I was recently <laughs> like if you get the joke there, like just feel good about yourself. If you're like, I don't need you to explain it anymore, you've greenlit my joy, and you go home and do your own routine in the mirror, that's great. Everybody sleeps, and that's not scary. Like I was at a bar recently and I accidentally ordered over a man. I'm a tall guy, so it was an honest mistake. I didn't see him. I'm not a badass. I was just like, Pinot Grigio, you know what I mean? Like I'm not. A tough guy. I'm not like, do you have a rosé? Like, that's not a tough man. And then he turned around, and he didn't push me, but he kind of, like, put his hands up like he was going to push me, and he was like, motherfucker, somebody had probably had already done it to him. You know, it felt like a second offense. And I was just like, and then when you get uh, afraid, your body has no idea what to do. It just wants to protect itself. That's why your shoulders go up, because it wants to protect your neck, because that's, like, where all the important stuff is. So that's why your shoulders go up. And then you'll put your hands over your, these are your loins, 
That's also that's a kill stroke for a lion. So you put so there's a man yelling at you, but your body's like, is it a lion? So they just like shut it down. <laughs> and that's why scared people look like this. And like stand-up is scary. That's why you see a lot of stand-ups that are like, Triscuits coming new flavors now, you know, because they're a, like it's a frightening thing. Like you don't know that you're not in danger. So your body's like, sour cream and onion, how about your sonion, huh? Leave dairy out of it. You guys have been great, you know. <laughs> so anyway, he starts yelling at me. And I was afraid, and then I remembered that everybody sleeps. It was like, it was like 11 p.m. when this happened. And I was like, in six hours, the same scary guy with the neck tattoo is going to be like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Finding his favorite position. <laughs> oh, that's good. I'll sleep better this way. And he needs it. Ooh, I'm just not me if I don't sleep. It's not scary. Sleep is one of those things, man. I mean, like, everybody sleeps, but, like, we take it for granted. Explain sleep to an alien that doesn't sleep, right? Like, I could explain food. I could be like, well, I'm like a machine, and I run on uh, energy, calories, so I eat things that have calories, and then I burn it, and then I use the energy that it had. He's like, okay. Well, that tracks. Anything else? He's like, yeah. At night, I got to shut it down. Regardless of how much energy I've had. <laughs> That's absurd. Doesn't matter. I could have just eaten. I still need to sleep. I need to lay down for like eight, nine, sometimes 12 hours, just in the dark, and it better be quiet. It better be quiet, or I can't do it, and I need it. 12 hours. And he's like, oh, that sounds boring. He's like, no, my brain plays movies that I'm in. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye forever. Pete Holmes, guys. My friend and yours. Oh, we are going to keep the show rolling. This next comic. Huge, huge deal. Love her on the show. One of my favorites. You guys are going to love her, too. Let's hear it right now for Kate Berlant. Give it up for Kate! Oh, my God. Huge deal. Yeah. Can they give this jacket just to people that are like... That won't translate to any kind of recording. I have a face for radio, as my grandfather used to say. Yeah. No, they um, never met my grandparents, actually. And then you're supposed to moan louder. That's why I do this. <laughs> Meaning performance, not that gesture, which was improvised. I'm going to hold for a picture. Great. Thank you. Oh, my God. It's so hard having to just be up here and be so strong for all of you. Um <laughs> but I guess I sort of asked for it right when I walk through the threshold and enter the performance zone. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, I'm sensing only children. Are there any only children here? I'm an only child if that levels the playing field. Are there any onlys? So liars abound. And, okay, one, one man has, okay, two. Okay, do I have three? So this whole area, siblings. 
oh my god, the nod was so violent. It was like really, that was a moment of alienation that I wasn't anticipating. <laughs> I'm an only, interesting that the only, the three only children, right? Right, we're kind of flanking the space. Right, very protective. Mm, I like that. I've been thinking recently that I, it's actually a blessing that I'm an only child, if for the only reason that I don't have to live under the crushing weight of the sexual tension um, <laughs> that I know exists among siblings. Okay, so all of you proud nodders, I know your internalized lie. And I just know for myself, like, I've always been, there's always been part of me that's like, I just want, like, an older brother. Like, somebody to protect me, you know? So I know if I actually had an older brother that inevitably I would just be like, Josh, stop. Oh, you're so fucking gross. Don't tell mom. I'll do anything. <laughs> yeah. And I see a lot of people, oh, God, the truth, you know. <laughs> That's why you came here. If you can't, if you can't handle the truth, then, <laughs> Interesting. There was a creak, which is a spirit either entering or leaving the space. <laughs> I do, um, I don't really have the time to fully enter into this, but I just discovered in the last... 48 hours and I'm psychic. And maybe that's why I'm wearing the jacket with such confidence. Um, for those listening, it's satin and it was made um, probably with like under like insufferable working conditions. Um, but I did recently realize that I was psychic. Um, it was the same day that I, that I bared my arms at a funeral. And that's kind of secondary, but just meaning it was transformative day. To bear your arms as a woman a funeral um is anybody just like dealing with like you're having you're having a something you're dealing with like i don't know who to date you know like something you're deciding between two people two jobs are you a sagittarius no. fuck okay <laughs> there always has to be a wrong reading to get a right one aries look at me okay that's number two but <laughs> cancer fuck okay <laughs> We're going to move on, okay, because it was explosive. I don't want to say what I was able to predict because it's upsetting and someone might leave because they're uncomfortable. But uh, you just have to walk through the door of pain. You know, you just have to see it and just go, here we go, right? And that's the only way out. That's not a psychic reading. That's just information, <laughs> I guess, is what that is. Oh, God, what have we lost? Okay, um, now I actually can't deny it. Um, I, have to, I have to do a reading. I'm sorry. Okay, but no, I'm not. <laughs> right? So who, what's my story? Okay. Um, if anybody who's open to it, just like give me some. Okay, thank you so much. You're beautiful. Um, do you have a... Uh, do you have a uh, I'm getting an S. Do you have an S in your name? My last name starts with an S. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. And yet we've never met. Okay. Okay, oh God, do you deal with, I'm seeing your hands, um, water? Is water meaningful to you? Shh. <laughs> well, if this, 
isn't dealing with your hands, then I don't know what is. Okay, great. Um, do you have a wheat allergy? <laughs> yeah, that was just me wanting to get to know someone. Okay, so that was separate from the reading. That was just me kind of wanting to directly engage. Um, are you dating someone? I didn't think so. Yeah. But, but your ex moved. Moved away? <laughs> As in a way, you moved. I'm seeing movement. Like, um, so you moved last week. So, wow. So I was seeking, I was sensing movement, and she moved last week. Okay. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, again, because of time, I can't continue, but I think we can all say, wow. Again, I just discovered it in the last, very recently, so I'm going to be doing readings, considering opening up a private practice. <sighs> so I'm just kind of breathing into that reality and kind of imagining what that would be for myself. Um, but I'll also just kind of be conducting, I guess, read, open readings like this. Right? Because uh, it's really all I have. You know, growing up, we didn't have wheat. Okay? But we had each other. And we had the promise of wheat, which is almost like having... Yes, wheat. Okay. Um, all right, before I leave, because again, endlessly bound by the tyranny of the clock, right? So I do, ow. It was actually an injury, so someone could write that down. I don't know what time it is. 8.43, injury. Okay. Um, okay, the point is that I um, need a ride home. And that's it for me. I'm Kate Berlant. Thank you so much. Kate Berlant, you guys. Let her hear it. Oh, let her hear it, you guys. Come on. That was some brilliant work. You guys ready to keep the show going? We have so many good comics on this show. The next comic is part of the sketch group Women and also has a great uh, podcast called Terrified, which you should totally check out because I was on it and it's really great. You guys give it up for Dave Ross. Hi. Hi, how are you? Uh, what's happening right now? What are you working on? Where are you um, traveling here? What's happening? Uh, I'm here a lot. Uh, my sketch group Women has turned from being a sketch group to four writing partners. Yeah. And we're doing that a lot. Yeah. Oh, awesome. So we, like, write and pitch TV shows. That's kind of, like, what's up with us. And, and so who are the people in that? Alan Strickland-Williams, uh, Pat Bishop, and Jake Weissman. And we've been, yeah, just... And I'm also shooting with them a lot. That's what I, most of my yeah, energy goes into. Yeah, you guys do awesome sketches that people can find Thank on you. the internet. Or they can follow you on Twitter, because it's Women Comedy, yeah? yes? Women Comedy. Both at Women Comedy and Women in Comedy. How did you guys meet and begin first working together? Stand up in LA. Yeah. Just uh, started at the same time? Yeah, or we started. Found out that you liked each other's stuff? Kind of like the same. Like, there's a there's a group of comics in L.A. that I would call, like, my crew or group or my class of mm -hmm. comics or whatever that... I don't think we... We all started within the same two-year span, but we all started, I think, hitting it hard and giving a shit around the same time. And those people are uh, Alan Strickland-Williams, that I just mentioned, Jake Weissman, uh, Eric Dedorian, Jeff Wattenhofer, Barbara Gray, Brandy Posey, um, there are more Julia Luce and Nate. And we've had all Luce. those people on our show, which yeah. is great. Yeah. Yeah. And they're really funny. They're all, um, everyone that I started with is really funny. And everybody's doing well and getting up to the next 
thing. And so how does it feel to be transitioning from like sketch stuff to pitch stuff? Is that comfy or are you still figuring it out? You know, it's just, it's so funny. It's just like stand up. I don't know. You've, you've done it, right? Yeah. It's just like, it's another type of performance and it was really fucking scary and gave me a lot of anxiety at the beginning. And now we've been doing it for a little bit and we know a lot of the people and we're kind of familiar with the process of both a general, hello, how are you meeting and a, a pitching a thing type meeting and uh, now I go in and like I'm not nervous at all anymore it happened yes. more quickly than with stand up stand up I'm still nervous sometimes but we just like go in cause like you know it's just like anything and I, if someone had told me this I wouldn't have believed them but it's just like anything they, the people in the room just want to have fun with you Yes. so just have fun yeah have a good yeah. personality and like in terms of ha- have a personality have you don't have to at all have you don't one. have to because I do think you're right that no it does seem like maybe you should be like a business and you yes. are a business person but I just mean like maybe you should cut out the jokes or something like that but no that's like why you're there that's why you're the there yeah. and also um, we have a great benefit because people go pitch stuff we're writers and I'm sure they pitch stuff that's like maybe maybe the, maybe it's better written than what we would write maybe yeah. not but it but they definitely don't have like um, performance background and I do think right. you're right that having like the ability to talk to people on stage kind of translates into the ability to talk to anybody off stage and that is one of the great benefits of being a stand up that I don't think a lot of people talk about it's just like that you, you can, can talk to yeah. people you're absolutely like a good, you're a good you're a, you you give good meeting. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Yeah. And I also think like I you know, I mean, again, I'm still in the pitching process, so I actually don't completely know what the fuck I'm talking about, but uh, we all got into this on both sides, industry and creative side, to have fun for a living. And so like if you're in a meeting trying to get to know people that you might work with probably top of the list that you want to get across is that you'd be fun to work with they don't want to be if you're in a meeting with someone who's like nah these are the rules you're like alright even if you're the best creator in the world they're not going to want to sit in a writer's room with you I mean why would you I wouldn't well so. um, that's why I'm sure you guys are going to be successful I hope so we'll see can't wait to see what you do next thank you so much Dave for being thanks here. for having me Cameron yeah I'm sorry you're not feeling hot but you look great <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Guys, Dave Ross! Tough stuff. To hear and to live, I'm sure. How are you guys doing? Are you doing okay? How are you, Stripes? Yeah, you! How was your day? What'd you do? Start at the beginning. <laughs> First you were sleeping, and then what happened? You woke up kind of late. What happened after that? Uh, my brothers had already gone to school. And, do you, do you, and do you go to school as I, well? I, I do, but I'm on summer break. You're on summer break from what? From college. What is the age of you? Yes, your brothers had gone to school? <laughs> yeah. Yes, I'm home. Yeah, 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 yeah. How old are they? My brothers are younger. They're, they're high school, children, and yes. School. And, and they're, they're, still, they're still in school right now? Yeah. What month is it? It's, it's, they're about to be out. That feels like too late. <laughs> yes, yeah. That guy agrees with me. <laughs> I, exactly, I got to the fucking bottom of it. <laughs> this is what happens when you travel constantly. The other day, Rhea and I were in... Uh, 
Fort Wayne, Indiana, and a team was playing. Rhea, what even? I don't even know. It was like the Tigers or something. And I was like, oh, that makes sense that they're covering the Tigers because we're in Detroit. And she was like, oh, are you okay? Because that's not where we were. Also, like, baseball's national. The coverage of it, you know? General. I don't know why. I don't know why I said either of those things. And it was just one thing that I said. Are you a good big brother? Uh, yeah, I try to be. Yeah. What are you studying at school? Uh, dramatic writing. Dramatic writing? <laughs> <laughs> Such a full laugh. The fullest. Are you out of school or are you currently in school? You're in school now? What are you studying? Yeah. <sighs> In this case, they write with a pen. It's the past. Um, dramatic writing. Great. What are you studying? What? <laughs> You know what? You could have laughed at him for multiple reasons. <laughs> I'm not saying you don't have a great field, but what was the what were the words you said? Was it cellular microbiology? Neurobiology. Neuro. Oh, I apologize. <laughs> I know neither. I don't. None of that. I know. No, nope. No. Nope. Wait. So neurons. So you're studying the biology of nerves that are small, baby, teeny nerves. <laughs> Their cells are just cells. Are just all baby cells and a nerve, right? Am I, is that what your professor said, like? And here you'll see a little, little teeny little southern nerve. <laughs> Will the number of littles be on the final? <laughs> that you just said. Yeah, you guys say a little, little teeny one. <laughs> I don't know shit about that. How's that going? I don't know shit about any. En route, en route. En route. Oui. <laughs> Oh, you didn't expect me to speak French, did you? Because um, earlier I was like, I'm an idiot! And then you guys were like, probably an idiot. And then, bam, hit you with the Francais. Uh, what are you going to do with that? Uh, I want to be a neurosurgeon. You want to be a neurosurgeon? Amazing! Thank you in advance. On behalf of all of us. A discount? <laughs> it's very nice. Honestly, I'm going to look you in your eyes and tell you that is one thing I do not want discounted. <laughs> I want it at a, at a great rate. Ah, speed it along. I told you you'd only pay half. But I'm awake because you can do that shit. My head's popped open. You know how they do brain surgery while you're awake because you can't feel it. Did you guys not know that? Oh, do you not study cellular neurobiology? <laughs> yeah, you can have your head open and still be awake. Right? In fact, that's a scene on the television show Hannibal. <laughs> and that relates to earlier when I referenced Silence of the Lambs. 
and I've seen neither of those things. That's just how good I am at being a stand-up comic. You have to be able to draw from everybody's experience, even if you're so scared that you assume that hills are going to kill you and therefore definitely can't watch shows or movies about serial killers. There's even specifically a serial killer slash hill crossover movie about eyes that I will definitely not be seeing, but I know it's out there. That was very good. You should clap for that. Hey, guys, we got three awesome comics left. I just hit myself in the face so hard. (laughs) It's because I'm wearing my steel-bottom boots. I stepped on the thing. (laughs) What if I knocked all my teeth out, and then I was like, Doctor, can you help? And you're like, I'm all roots, you know? And it's not even my speciality! (laughs) But then you just dramatically put them all back into place. Okay, guys. Now this dude, I just did a show with him last night, and we had a dropout on our lineup tonight, and so he killed so hard last night, I was like, fucking get this guy. Get this guy! And so we got him. And so he is here. He has an awesome open mic at the Nerd Melt Theater. You guys are going to love him. Let's hear it right now for Kyle Clark. Give it up. Guys, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, That curtain is really low. (laughs) And I'm real tall. And then to augment that, there's like 50 cables right on the ground. So, like, you guys were having a grand old time listening to Cameron almost break her mouth open and talk to a young scientist lady. I wish you could understand the hell I was going through (laughs) while that was happening. I'm like, I'm really glad she's stretching this out because I'm throwing up in my mouth (laughs) at the idea of having to go... If that's a good testament to the headspace I'm in now, I'm also going to be honest with you guys. Uh, I just bought a five-inch thick mattress pad that's just all NASA foam snuggly goodness. So I'm like 85% into this show. The rest of that math is back laying in my bed going, you can buy happiness. So hear me out. We could continue this show. (laughs) And I assure you, it'll be great. Or we could all get into my Acura around the corner. (laughs) We've listened to half a podcast together collectively. That means we're best friends. We get in my car. We drive to lovely Simi Valley, where my bed lives. We all get into bed, just like 80-person snuggle party. And then we just watch Food Network all night. I told you it's a better plan. Again, the show will be great. No one's going to question, like, oh, those comedians we could have seen. It would have been a great time. Or we watch Chopped. 
and I break out the Triscuits, and we just snuggle our way to friendship forever. Even if we part ways after that and never see each other again, we'll think there was that magic night where we watched half of a Put Your Hands Together and then just snuggled like anonymous strangers do in like a twee version of a 70s sex party. Guys, it is almost time for Comic-Con. You know, when you say that in the UCB, it's a real gamble for how people are going to react to that. Because some of you on the inside are still going, yes! But you look around and go, I can't show that level of enthusiasm. Not among these animals. So I'm going to be honest with you, I'm excited. But don't worry, I have a funny take on it that shows its foibles while still being enthusiastic. Are we good? Okay. Guys, Comic-Con is amazing, but it's because it's also the most evil thing I've ever been to. I don't know how you guys feel about giant multinational corporations, but I think they're no bueno. <laughs> and man, thank you for clapping one guy who's like, yeah, he's right! <laughs> I don't like him either! <laughs> um, they have trucks that just have billboards driving around so that if you're not looking up at a billboard, don't worry, there's still a billboard. <laughs> and then on the bags they give you out is the same thing on the billboard. So no matter where you look, as long as your eyes are open, you know that Scorpion is coming this fall to CBS. It's the kind of thing, I imagine the devil showed up at some point and was like, I have no notes. You guys are killing it. Well done. And then he just like condescendingly clapped and then disappeared in fire. But, like, the best thing, though, has anybody here been? It's okay, we're in a safe place. Okay, we got a couple of people. Guys, if you haven't gone, I'm not telling you that you should go to Comic-Con and then take a bunch of drugs. <laughs> but for sure do that. Just take so many drugs and go to Comic-Con. Because here's the thing, I'm a man of science, so I went one day normal and one day extra crispy. <laughs> And both were great in their own ways. But if you're a fan of colors and shapes sort of intermittently swirling at you, oh man, Comic-Con is a place to be. Because there's just people in costumes and you know you're fine. That it's not a problem, you don't have to freak out, they're here too. And so you can just be on drugs and accept that that's real. And then whatever else you're thinking you're seeing, then it gets interesting. My favorite thing I did is that you can go to art tables that are full of beautiful art and look down and just enjoy colors and shapes. And then at a certain point, someone will say, may I help you? And you can go, meh. <laughs> and then move to the next table. <laughs> and if you do that 900 times over the course of 12 hours, you can see all of Comic-Con and the only words you've said all day are meh. Or as you start to sober out, no. But then walking back, I got to see the greatest thing I've ever seen. Ladies and gentlemen, imagine you've had a long day of being super hammered walking around in the beautiful San Diego sun. You're walking back to your overpriced hotel that uh, your friend is letting you kindly stay on the floor of. And you look up and you see Batman eating an ice cream cone. Now, for those of you too hip in the room to know who Batman is. First of all, go fuck yourselves. But secondly, that's not a thing he does. Mostly Batman is around at night and very rarely is he with any kind of dairy product, really. 
let alone for sure the most festive kind. Frank Miller has never drawn Batman wolfing down like a drumstick. And so my brain is looking at this and it's amazing and then it gets better because he sees that I'm staring at him and he goes for those of you listening at home as if he had tipped his hat like a jaunty gentleman. Imagining in his head for that moment that he was wearing a bowler hat that somehow had holes for his Batman ears. And it was at that point that my brain, as a nerd, had to somehow justify this Batman existing in continuity because that's a just mental problem some of us have. And this is what I came up with. This is a Batman whose parents are super alive, but he still found the Batcave. So now he's just a rich asshole who dresses like a bat. And instead of fighting crime, he just murders people. Guys, thank you very much. Man, we just have two comics left on the show. Are you guys ready for that? Awesome. This next comic, so funny. She's a friend of the show. She also hosts uh, the Terrified Podcast, which is very funny. You should check it out. You guys give it up for Anna Saragina. Hello. How this is here now? Perfect. Hello. How are you? Yeah. Is it just a joke? <laughs> That's fine. That's a fine malaise that you're in. I disagree with Kyle. I don't think you should do drugs and go anywhere. You know? I think that's first and foremost for me. I had a tough... I did mushrooms for the first time this week. (sighs) And I'm a rude person. So that's essentially saying like, Are you ready? I'm not ready. I will tell you, I'm not ready. I'm too judgmental, so I can't. I shouldn't. I shouldn't be left out of the house. I think I'm allowed to be judgmental because it's not for dumb. It's with good reason. It's for from having been bullied, you know, at a correct age. Um, <laughs> you know, everybody should be bullied at 12. I arrived in the United States from Russia, which, uh-oh, don't go. Stop it. <laughs> and the way I arrived is my parents uh, gave me a penis tip haircut. It was fun. It's fun. It's a penis on your head, where hair should be. There should be hair. No, just a penis. Um, I knew one phrase in English, which was, Hi, will you be having lunch? So that's good. <laughs> but that volume, so that's nice. And they put me in a lime green snowsuit, which is just like, Here I am! You know? And, okay. So lime green snowsuit. Never wore a snowsuit once in Russia. <laughs> Not one time. And then... For you, (laughs) in the United States, lime green. I just really want to stand out. My parents had a hot pink Jeep. And we had 150-pound dogs, and they, for some reason, put them in full-body suits. Their tails were out and wagon. That's fine. They were free. They were free to roam. If I'm being completely honest with you, they were period suits, but I don't want to get weird, you know? So they were uh, bright red and bright navy. So just imagine that gorgeous color scheme of lime green, hi! And then just jeeping around with my two dogs that are just look like mafia bosses. <laughs> so that was, that's who I am, so now I'm judgmental. I take it out on other people, you know? I think that's fair. I think that's okay. 
I, uh, and it's just usually people who are like, comf- it's people who are comfortable in their skin, you know? It's just like you see like a beautiful woman, just like enjoy, just like enjoying a chai, you know? Just enjoying a chai and a scarf. And not like a, like, it's gold and put on a scarf and do taxes. <laughs> Not that kind of scarf. I'm talking a Silver Lake classic, like a toot-and-doot-and-doo-doo. I see that, and I'm like... <laughs> you know, Godsmack, yeah. So I shouldn't be allowed... I feel uncomfortable in, like, a pair of sunglasses, you know? Because to me, a pair of sunglasses is like the fuck are you? Like, Snoopy as Joe Cool? Go home. <laughs> Just definitely go home. But I did mushrooms, and again, I thought I was a terrible candidate, but I did it safe. You know, I was like, uh, on a farm. <laughs> In Ojai. <laughs> and I did all the classic things. I looked at a chicken in the face, you know. Fucking right in the face, you know? Not for me. It wasn't for me, it turned out. You know, I did a cried on the behalf of a flower, whatever, you know? <laughs> but then at the height of my high, at the height, at the peak of my high, this is what happened to me. I was like, you know what? <laughs> I'm fucking nice. I'm fucking nice, dude. <laughs> And my boyfriend, who's lovely, whom I did the mushrooms with, was like, stop, stop yelling, please. It's very scary for everybody involved. Stop yelling. And I was like, I'm fucking, I'm fucking nice, dude. I'm fucking nice. All these people out here calling me a cunt. He was like, please stop saying the word cunt. Just stop using the word cunt. No one's called you a cunt yet. Stop walking around like a bounty hunter. Please stop it. But I now understand that, like, when you... What's weird is I was, like, in a good place, you know, it was during the daytime. I don't understand people like Kyle who, like, do drugs and then go places. Because when you do drugs, you're like... "Ah!" Like, you're opening your demons. You're saying, come out. And your demons politely come out, you know. So I don't understand who's like going to a bar and is like talking to girls and is like, cool, but while they're on mushrooms and their demons are hanging back, their demons are like, somebody convinced you it was called a front butt. You thought a vagina was called a front butt till you were 17. I'm gonna leave on a treat. I don't usually do impressions, but um, you're in for a treat. Do you guys, are, are you familiar with a deep cut artist named Madonna? Madonna did stand up comedy recently. Oh, yeah. Did you guys watch? I hope that woo is not a supportive one. I hope you're confused. It's not! Madonna did stand up on Jimmy Fallon. And Jimmy Fallon's just like a bobbing haircut, right? He's just like a... And Madonna was like, perfect, I'll do stand up here. And she was wearing mesh shorts the whole time, and she like arrived at the microphone. And then two things happened, which is that she kept adjusting the microphone up and down the whole time. And then back and forth. So I'm going to do it for you exactly. Is that okay? 
Okay, there it goes. Dating younger guy. I've, I've been I've been dating younger guy. I've been dating. I've been dating younger guys, and this one guy I've been dating. He's twenty. He's twenty six. Okay, so he's twenty. Okay, so he's twenty six, and I'm dating him. He's twenty six the whole time. And he comes over to my house and he's, he notices my Warhols. I have a couple of Warhols. I have several Warhols. And he says, you have so many, did you know the guy? It's funny. Thank you, I've been Madonna. Thank you, I've been Anna Saragina. Give it up for Anna, guys. Yes! Oh, man! You know what? It's been a great show. I think it's been a great show. I also think you guys have been... You've been a little sleepy. That's not on you. There's, like I said... You braved a serious storm to get here. <laughs> it's dark outside in a way that we're not comfortable with. Where was the sun at 9 p.m.? That's not when the show started, but I'm making a joke about Los Angeles. And I see that some of you probably didn't even bring your sunglasses, and I don't know how you did that. Or your sun hats. Well, I see one sun hat right there. Hold it up! Hold it up! That's the kind of hat I'm talking about. But we have one comic left, and here's the thing. You can be the architect of your own experience right now. Because up until this point, you've been great, but you've been very kind of wistful. There's a thoughtfulness with a remembering that seems to be going on. You guys are thinking and recalling. Each of you seems to have had a memory of a specific time. A holiday or something. A lot of hand leaning and sort of just, oh, oh yeah. You know, and I can see it. And I can hear it. I can hear it. The, the jokes are working, but in a way that it's, you know, it's, it's almost too much heart. And not enough just like, you know, guttural, you know, just like, you know, not enough. Your, your genitals have been left out of it. And so you got one comic left and you can choose to, uh, you can choose to just activate your genitals. Really dig deep and bring all those laughs right out to the forefront that you've been wondering what to do with. Because here you've been sitting here. Should we laugh? Yes or no? Yeah, guys. It's a hilarious stand up comedy show. Everybody here's a pro. This final comic, oh man. He came here right from, he's right, you guys, he's writing a television show right now. 
It's called Those Who Can't. It's going to be on True TV. Oh, man. He's going to be in your homes. Not because it's a television show. He's going to break into your house. <laughs> Regardless of how the show does. He's promised me. If it's a hit, he's going to rob you. <laughs> and I believe it will be a hit because he's a hilarious dude. So please, from, from all of it, you got all of it right now. Let's hear from Mr. Adam Caton Holland. Come on! You heard Cameron. Activate your fucking genitals. I'm the last comic of the evening. That was the most passive-aggressive intro I've ever had in my entire life. I've never been introduced to an audience while the host simultaneously scolded the audience. If you don't laugh at this next motherfucker... I'll bring Rhea out here. And then you'll really regret that shit. Thank you guys for being here. It's a very packed house, except for that chair. And that's the only thing I'll be focusing on. Not a room full of people, but one empty chair. Because every show, I invite my dad to come, and I pick out one, one really well-situated chair, and I just hope that'll be the show that my dad actually shows up. And yet he's never come. And so while you guys are fine, ultimately this will just be a disappointment for me. <laughs> and that's okay. Button it up, Adam. You're a professional. <clears throat> I'm living in Los Angeles for the summer, and I have an Airbnb over there in Echo Park, which is the whitest thing anyone could say. My fiance just came out and she's staying with me. But for about a month, I was in that Airbnb without her. So I, we were talking on the phone and she's like, well, describe it to me. And I was like, well, listen, it's very tiny. It's a little cottage. And the bathroom is just right there in the middle. Like you can hear everything in that bathroom. The acoustics are perfect. I feel like the wall of sound was made in that bathroom. So if I have to take a shit when you're out here, you're going to have to go outside. <laughs> I'm very neurotic, I'm very OCD, and I don't want you hearing what goes on in there. If I have to take a shit, I'll just say, go outside. So she's been out here for a week, and it's been perfect. I'll just look at her and I'll be like, baby, you sh I, I have to go to the bathroom. You and she's like, I'll go outside. But the other day, she looked at me, and she goes, well, I have to go to the bathroom. And academically, I know that she takes shits but I've never, been, I've never been forced to deal with the reality of it so head on. And I was like, shit, she has to take a shit. I'll go, I'll go outside. And that was six days ago. I haven't come back. And I hope by the time I get back, she's worked out that whole shitting situation. That's disgusting. When I got engaged, all my idiot friends are just like, really, dude? One vagina? You're going to stick to one vagina for the rest of your life? Really, bro, one vagina. Good luck. It's like, hey, dipshit, she has a butt. <laughs> I did my research. Wow. My dad would have loved that job. He would have fucking loved it. He would have loved it. I'm very into bird watching. That's my hobby. It's not a joke. 
I saw a hooded Oriole yesterday. I identified it, and I wrote it down in a book. I was walking into a coffee shop over in Highland Park. I'm learning the area. And I, uh, I, I stumbled in across the curb, and I startled a bird up from the curb, and it flew through my field of vision and into a tree, and my bird or radar went off. I knew this was not a common bird, not a, a pigeon or a sparrow, some plebeian trash bird. <laughs> I knew this was a rare bird to be studied, perhaps even pondered. And so I'm standing outside this Highland Park coffee shop, looking in the tree, trying to figure out what this bird is, when a cholo on a bicycle rode by and yelled out, and I quote, What are you looking at, faggot? And just kept on going. <laughs> Didn't stick around for the answer. Just yelled that hurtful term and took off. I wasn't looking at him. I was minding my own goddamn business. What are you looking at, faggot? And gone. And I just yelled after him. I was like, I think it's a kestrel. <laughs> but it could be a juvenile Cooper's hawk. It's hard to tell at that age. Plumage isn't fully developed. <laughs> you can hear that story and more on my new podcast, Avoiding Hate Crimes Through Confusion. <laughs> this bird watching thing, no joke, is becoming a problem. I was playing the comedy club in Cincinnati. That's like, couple months ago, and it was freezing. Negative seven wind chill was like what I was dealing with. And so I had shows at night, but I was just in this boring, bland area with just hotels and like a Chipotle and a Starbucks. And I would not leave my hotel except for one Starbucks trip and one fucking Chipotle trip a day. And so I was making my Chipotle trip, and I bundled myself up, and I had a, like a skull cap on and a hoodie and a Carhartt coat. And I was like, all right, I'm fucking going for it. We're running to Chipotle. And I ran out the door, and I saw a hawk, and it flew into a tree, and I just followed it. <laughs> And I was, like, mushing around in the woods, like, trying to look at this bird. And I realized I was behind, like, two big hotels. And I was like, well, fuck it. And then I found it. And I'm staring at it. And one of the hotel doors bursts open. And the security guard goes, hey, what are you doing back there? And I just, like, pointed up to the hawk. And he looked at me. And he looked at the hawk. And then he goes, we got two phone calls complaining about a pervert stomping around in the woods out here. <laughs> And I didn't even know what to say, so I just pointed to the hawk again as if to be like, well, look. And he just goes, all right, but you're still going to have to put your dick back in your pants. And I was like, all right, well, that's fair. <laughs> People often ask me, Adam, what's the most amazing thing you've ever seen in your entire life? And I used to struggle to answer that question, but I don't anymore because it happened a month ago. I was returning my rental car at LAX to Enterprise, and I'm going in that line to return it when I saw a man, or just a car, coming out, about to go over those severe tire damage spikes. And I was like, there's no way this is actually going to fucking happen. And then he went over it, and it was just pow, 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 pow! Four tires burst. I've been to the Vatican. I've been to Angkor Wat. I've never been more convinced of God's existence than when that man drove that car over those severe tire damage spikes. That was a loving God who put me in that situation to watch that amazing situation unfold. You know how at a fireworks show at the end, we're like, we're going for broke, all the fucking explosions, one final hurrah. It was like that, but imagine if when that was happening, a car went the wrong way over severe tire damage fucking spikes. 
And then I watched, and the guy got out of the car, and it was an Asian man, and I was like, well, there is a God, but he's a fucking hack. <laughs> That's been my time, everybody. Thanks for listening to my jokes. If you've seen my dad, tell him I'm still waiting. Adam K. Nolan, you guys, let him hear it. And keep it going for everybody who saw the show tonight. Uh, we're here every Tuesday night at 8 at UCB. I'm Rhea Butcher, and give it up for Cameron Esposito one more time. We'll see you next week. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh with your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap with your hands together. Put your hands together. This is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Ah, uh, yes. I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. Ah! Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.